Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, dear listener, and welcome back to Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast with me, Caroline Foran. For this episode, I'm joined by Rory O'Connor. You might know him on social media as Rory Stories. He is, he's Irish, he's brilliant. He's written three best-selling books. His latest book is called Rory's Story and it's a much more personal book than the ones that went previous. He's a comedian and he has a very, very inspiring story of, of going from a place of real lows and self-doubt to being at a place now where he's selling at venues around the country. He's got these best-selling books. He's incredibly successful, but none of that is without the constant presence of self-doubt which I think is a source of anxiety for so many people listening myself included imposter syndrome questioning our worth so Rory shares his story with me how he handles the waves that come at him where he feels low how he rides those waves and what he does to, to combat that that inner critic which we're all so familiar with I hope you find this helpful and Rory's book is widely available now wherever you get your books and you can follow him at Rory Stories on all social media platforms thank you so much for listening and hope you enjoy Rory O'Connor, known as Rory Stories on social media. Thank you so much for joining me on Owning It, the Anxiety podcast. It's great to have you. And I know you're an incredibly busy man at the moment. Yeah, pleasure, Caroline. No, good to chat, good to chat. You have a really interesting story. I think if people just started following you and they watched your incredibly relatable takes on life, particularly if you're Irish, they mightn't realize the story that goes behind getting you to this point. It's really inspiring. You say in your book that you were described as a bit of a thick in school, which is a very Irish term. I don't know because this audience is, is quite big in the UK. They hopefully will understand what that means. And you say nobody would have thought that you would have been destined for the success where you are now, where you're selling out venues, you're reaching hundreds of thousands of people on social media with your comedy do you ever take stock of where you've come from and where you are now? Um, yeah, listen, it's it's a good question. And um, I'm kind of afraid to, to do that. You know, I'm, yeah. um, like I suppose my main my main drive, drive and goal is to kind of not go back to 
to I suppose the days where I was struggling, like like I suppose with a bad job and a lot of self doubt, and and I was just floating around in, in a pond, not knowing where to go, and and now I I've I, I've a definite clear purpose now, which I'm very grateful to have. That I think everyone needs to have a purpose in their life in order to. To, I suppose get out of bed in the morning and have something to strive towards each day and, and I'm thankful because for a long time I didn't really have that and um but now yeah now listen I I'm 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 grateful that I I I came across what I was meant to do. You know I, I heard something recently of uh the two most important days of your life are the, the day you're born and the day you find out why. And, you know, and for me, I'm very, I'm very thankful that I, I, I now understand why I, what I meant to do. Like, uh, at least I think I do, you know, Yeah. (laughs) unless I, 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 I realize I'm, I'm a good ballerina. (laughs) Maybe you can keep reinventing yourself. (laughs) I can't imagine that's going to happen, but, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think I'm, I'm happy and content with who I am at the minute. And that's what I preach a lot online is, is is just finding out who you are and, and who you who you want to be and what you want to do and, and and after that I suppose it just becomes a little bit easier. Do you find when you have been striving for success and and you get to where you are, is there a fear that like it's all too good to be true and that is that why you're afraid to kind of look back and or really take stock of of where you are in case of I mean happiness anxiety is such a real thing where if we become too aware and appreciative of what we have we're so frightened it'll be taken from us. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, I think like a lot of us, like, you know, I would suffer as well with the imposter syndrome. I think yeah. a lot of people do where you, you you question yourself, like, like, am I able to do this or I'm not cut out for this? And and that's that's a voice that, I, that I've just uh, made part of my life now is that negative Nelly, like in the head that kind of tells you that you're not good enough. And and what are you doing this for? But um, I, I've learned to kind of just accept that voice and just but not let, not let it dictate where, where I want to go and what I want to do. And um. It's funny, Carolyn, it was only a couple of weeks ago my wife was saying to me on the couch, she's like, she's like, sometimes I don't get you. And I was like, what do you mean? It's like, like the more stuff you achieve, the more you think you're not good enough. And I was like, I know, I actually agree with you. And it's weird, like, because like, I, I'm just never happy with what I do or I'm never satisfied. And I, I think, I think it's obviously there is a plus in that because you're driven, but the negative is is trying, trying to balance that. Is, and I think anyone who, is 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 relatively successful at what they do. We'll probably relate to that. Is just that kind of I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough, and and we struggle to see what other people see. Like other people look in at other people's journeys, being like, "Wow, they are so successful." But the people in them shoes struggle to see that. That's something I've learned an awful lot by listening mm-hmm. to successful people and um, and hearing their stories. That a lot of people struggle with that is that kind of they can't accept that they're good enough. Um, but that's that's the beauty of being so driven as well, you know? Yeah. So in among the comedy sketches that you share on your social media, there is a lot of talk and normalizing of mental health struggles, which is amazing to see. But what, why is that so important to you with the platform that you have? Yeah, so I suppose um, people that haven't read my story or followed me um, online, etc., would know that Rory's stories, I, I stumbled upon Rory's stories by hitting rock bottom myself. So I struggled with a gambling addiction um, for a good few years and it was it was nibbling away at my 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 self-confidence basically and and I just wasn't happy. You know, I I I was in a job that had no potential and I I always thought of myself as as being stupid because like you referenced at the start about being that that ticker, that dunce in school that doesn't understand what's going on in the classroom. And it's only now or in the last few years I've realized that, you know, 
being intelligent comes in lots of different forms. But for me, and and with the with the way the education system was in Ireland for when I was growing up, like if you weren't good at you know maths or spelling, it means you just weren't intelligent. You weren't clever and. I believed that for a long time and that was the the voice that overpowered me for a long time thinking that I am stupid and I failed a lot at a lot of things I'd done and it led to me kind of hitting rock bottom and, and being very suicidal and asking for help and putting my hand in the air and getting the help that I needed to guide me in, in the right direction and give me uh, stuff to cope with and that's why I suppose I started Roller Stories in 2013 and since I even had a thousand followers like you know I, I constantly spoke about well-being because I, I I genuinely don't want people to feel like I felt for all them years where I just felt worthless and useless until I, I found my purpose and and I suppose when you think of Rory's stories you probably think of the crack or whatever but a, but a lot of people think of I, I suppose uh, honesty and well-being and and that show on RT, uh, Ultimate Hell Week that I was on uh, yeah. earlier this year I suppose that came to the forefront um, you know my 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 mental health issues was was there for all the country to see it and and yeah it wasn't ideal seeing myself in such a vulnerable position but I suppose in a way it, it, I backed up what I'm about like you know and and that like, a lot of people especially during pandemic might jump on the mental health well being uh, bandwagon because it's a cool thing to do but it's always been part of my journey like you know I've always been on about it because it is something that's very close to my heart and and, and and something that I want to change other people's kind of mindsets regarding mental health. And, and that's why I, I talk about it a lot on my platforms. Yeah. Let's go back to the beginning of that story then. So like what was going on in your life? Do you mind me asking what age you were at when you started to struggle and gambling was the thing, was the vice for you that that helped diffuse some of what you were feeling? Yeah, so I suppose from school days, like, you know, being yeah. kicked out of class and being told, like, you know, you're, you're going to mount to nothing and being labelled the, the the class clown or, or the, the messer in the classroom. And I just accepted that I was stupid. That's just something I did as well. Rory, you're, you're stupid. And I carried that. And I went, uh, when, like, I got through school. I'd done the Leaving Cert applied, which I'm not sure in England what it's called, but it's not the, the proper Leaving Cert. It's kind of a, a hands-on one. So I'd done that. But then once I left school, I realised that I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not good at anything you get, you get paid to do. And I tried to be an electrician, but I have these big, clumsy Mars bar fingers that are very... <laughs> Very difficult to wire. Uh, never mind the the kind of the, the theory end of that. So I, I struggled at that. And then I, I ended up in a few call centers and the negative voice was very strong in my head. So around 16, I started gambling because it was it's just what young lads do. And even nowadays it, it's 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 worryingly um acceptable that they just you know put on a few bets. But for me, with the addictive personality that I would definitely carry, like gambling is not something you want to be getting into. And I, I suppose I, I leaned on gambling, Caroline, to make myself feel better. So when I was getting paid my crap wages on a Friday, I'd go to the bookies to try and double that and try and have a bit extra cash. But sure, you're only going in one direction. And this was kind of, you know, nibbling away. And I knew it was a problem, like, you know, because like I'd be down in the bookies, like on a Saturday morning, back at virtual dogs and horses. And you're lying to your, your girlfriend, you're lying to your parents. And I knew I was becoming a bad person and there was enough people uh, I knew in my own town that went too far, like and lost kind of relationships and lost um, money, a lot of money and stuff like that. So I didn't want to go down that road. And that's why in 2013, it all just came crumbling down. And 
and, and asking for help for me like was the only option because suicide never is. I, I unfortunately had a cousin that took his life when I was only 16 and I remember that ripple effect of that and that was enough to keep my feet on the ground and realise that, you know, taking your life can't be an option that it's only this negative voice running, running rampant in your mind and, and you just, and I need help. And, and I asked for help um, that night and, and with my, I rang my girlfriend outside a casino in Dublin and, and I got home and I spoke to my father the next day and I got help with an addiction counsellor and, and we spoke about positive and negatives of addiction. And he basically said, you need to find something to fill your void. And, and, and comedy came into my head because like as bad as I was at a lot of things in life, making people laugh came natural to me, like from my school days in the classroom. A lot of the time when I was getting kicked out of class, it was just by telling stories and making the class laugh. And I suppose it was a gift that I was given, but I never I never thought of it as a potential job because you're never told that, as you know, in Ireland, it's always yeah. like, you know, you need to go to school, you need to get a good college degree, you have to get a mortgage, you have to get a pensionable job. And if you don't do that, you, you know, you failed. And and it took me to hit rock bottom to realize, no, this this isn't the way for everyone. And and, and hence why I why I started Rory Stories with, with a little bit of a dream and, and a little bit of hope. And it just completely blew up for me then over over the, 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 the later few years, you know. It's incredible just what the seed of doubt, if that had been a different acorn, how different your life could have been up to this point. It's it's crazy that the way we think about ourselves, how that shapes our experience. It sounds like you just were self-aware enough to realize that there was a problem and go straight away and ask for help. So many people are not even aware, whether it's gambling or whether it's suffering with anxiety, which is the theme of this podcast or or any kind of difficulty to get to the point of becoming aware of it seems to be the hard part for, for people. Was getting to the point of asking for help a massive deal for you? Because you, you sound quite comfortable with sharing your vulnerability. Yeah, I suppose it's only comfortable now because it's it's coming up to eight years since I asked for help. So it's a long kind of time ago, really. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, th- I think trial and error for me is is what works. So I'm, this is what I try and tell a lot of people is like like to, to urge people that like if they are carrying so much uh, luggage or baggage in, 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 inside their mind that now if you ask for help, like unfortunately, I, I can't or... Or I don't think any doctor or any psychologist or trained mental health nurse can tell you it's gonna go away and you you know you'll you'll never feel down again. You will like, but but once you ask for help the first time, then you start to get a bit of help and and the professionals that are trained will start to give you a couple of tips that will help you when you start to dip. Like so for me, my mental health is always up and down. Unfortunately, like sometimes it can be very, very normal and okay. Other times it can be really bad, but Thankfully, suicide uh, has never really entered my mind since that day because when I started to dip, I realized, right, I'm dipping here now. And for me, there's a few kind of pointers I do. One is I kind of delete social media off my phone. I just need to get out of that world and get back to normal kind of olden, the, the glory days, as we say. And and I I ring someone that I haven't spoken to in a while. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, you know, I, I, I'm feeling really low. Can you help me? It's just for a conversation because a conversation can help our mindset so much. Is all it takes is someone to tell a funny story, maybe about school or a holiday together that gives you a bit of a laugh and it automatically um, lifts your spirit. And then exercise is, is, is the big one. Like exercise for me definitely helps an awful lot with when I'm struggling, like you know, I go for a run or go to the gym to try and clear my mind. And, Sometimes it works, Carolyn, and sometimes I just need to grind it out. Like sometimes yeah. I just have to hang in there for them 
three or four days. And what are those three or four days like? Is it is it anxiety? Is it feeling really low? What brings you to that point? Yeah, so so I suppose to, to sum it up would be pretty much what you said and add in like self-doubt is horrendous. Like so that negative Nelly is running right in my head. Like I, I'm trying to find negativity. Like I am sometimes like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd nearly want someone to say nothing negative about you because you're just feeling really, really low and really shit. Like, and you want to confirm the belief about yourself. Yeah. You, you, you want to, you want to confirm that you are useless. Like you're searching for, for someone. And like, I, when I've went in real dark place, I've often Googled my name to, I want to hear people to say that you're, you're crap at what you do and you're not good enough. And it's, it's fucking weird. Like, you know, and, know. and, and you're just, you're, you're going down this tunnel of negativity and, and it's just so horrible. And then like when it does pass, say three or four days later, like, and you feel the sun shining on your head again, you're like, what was I, why was I so down? And the amazing thing is nothing can change in your life. Like, it's not like, you know, you get any negative news or something bad happened. There's no reason for it. It's like a switch just goes off in the head and you're like, oh no, here I am again. And, and I need to roll up the sleeves here and hang in there. And sometimes the cloud, you know, you know, mightn't be, we'll say too full of rain. And sometimes it's absolutely like overflowing with rain and you're just getting drowned and you're in a horrible place. And, and oh, it's just not a nice place to be, but like I try my best to do them few pointers to get over. And when I do get over, I'm like, why was I so down for no reason? And, and when you're back feeling good, you feel like I'm never going to feel down again. And, you know, I have it now, but then out of nowhere, it just hits you like a box in the nose and then you're back to it again. And, that's my life, Caroline, to be honest with you. That's that's yeah. I, I've learned to deal with that now. And I I I try my best to, you know, to stop dipping, but sometimes I can't help it. Like I'm just free falling into a negative, negative pit. Would there be certain triggers? Like if you like, say, for example, just recently you had these shows all around the country, you're go, go, go. You've got big family at home, kids and school kids getting sick. We were just talking about that before we were recording, dealing with normal family life and I guess the demands on you now, like even trying to get time for this podcast, do, do, like would that be something that, as as brilliant as the success is, it's kind of a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah, no, you're you're nail on the head. I, I suppose what he, it's it's funny you brought it up. What I have, what I found out, what I reaffirmed to myself. So for people listening, that don't know some myself and uh, Ray Goggins, who was an instructor on the the Hell Week show, we went and done a small little mini tour. Uh, we done three shows in Dublin, Galway, and Limerick, and it was all go for that week. It was like. We'd Vicar Street on the Sunday night, we'd go away on the Monday, uh, with a couple of things in between media. Then we had Limerick on the Saturday. And it was a real, it was a really, um, really brilliant week. It was it was just such an enjoyable week. And and we we got great feedback and and everyone enjoyed it. And then what happened is I had nothing planned the following week. And I was saying to myself, oh, I'm looking forward now to taking a bit of downtime. But I realized again that downtime just doesn't suit me. I'm the personality that I I kind of have to be going all the time. And yeah, I had a real bad week, like, you know, and I dipped, I really did dip for them three or four days. And, and, and I just, <clears throat> I'm back feeling myself again this week because I had a few things on but for that week that I kept, that I kept, I suppose, free to relax. I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, and I was in a very bad headspace because I suppose you're, you're, you're on a high, like, and what goes up must come down, like, and often like any performers or anyone in the entertainment industry, they'll all relate to that. Like the high is, the highs are great, but the lows are, the lows are horrible. And so, um, like straight away, I got onto my manager and my, my calendar wasn't too busy in January. And I said to him, listen, I need to get busy. So we're just punching in loads. Of, uh, I get a lot of requests to do skill talks. Like, so I'm going to do a lot of skill talks now in January. Cause I just realized I have to be busy and I have to have, 
I have to have a purpose or else I I I I very quickly uh, go into that go into that negative uh, uh, well again, you know. And do you feel like you're capable of relaxing? Oh, I'm not the best person at it, to be honest with you. I I, I really am. Like um, yeah. sometimes my body and my mind tells me, and when I do, like. Like I, I often like so. Well, up until this poxy pandemic, we would go away for a week's a family holiday for for a week. And I suppose anyone who has young kids listening will know it's not really a holiday. No, <laughs> no. parenting in a different location. Or if, yeah, it's just babysitting in, in the sun, really. Like, but um, but what I do do, I got in a good habit. I turn off my social media for that week, like, and that's that's like for me for what I do. Just even just you know. Uh, uninstalling social media apps from my phone makes a huge difference to me for them few days because I'm just back to and not like once my phone is there like you know Rory Stories is on your mind and Instagram and YouTube and Facebook and all this kind of stuff but once it's not there I kind of just go back to being Rory and I don't care about Rory Stories and I just with my family and and I kind of like that like I I suppose I like being normal like you know even Mm -hmm. though like people that have big social media followers will know that like fame kind of goes hand in hand and especially now in Ireland Ireland is a small place and a lot of my fan will say fan base want to call it that is Irish people so no matter where I go in the country people recognize you and, and that's fine but sometimes I don't like it I, I, I'd like to say to people listen I'm just a normal fella and you don't have to treat me any different like you know I'm just genuinely just like as far as I'm concerned I'm still working in a call centre in Dublin that's the, the way I see things and I don't see the million followers or the three best selling books or the whatever else that, that has come since I, I don't see it I just still see Rory like and I live in a very you know working class housing estate where no one gives you shit about Rory stories and I love that like you know I <laughs> I the odd time they might slag me about a video but in general they don't care and I love that like I love that kind of normal not being around normal people and I don't want to be treated any different than anyone else. Like that's the way I kind of like it. So, so um, that's why getting away, you know, to a place where like no one really knows or cares about you. It's a lovely feeling to just chill out and, and just go back to being normal. Like Life is full of awesome. What ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs. That's why United healthcare provides health protector guard, fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side. Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
the social media thing is is tricky because like it's such a part of a lot of people's certainly my work your work I mean it's integral to it these days but but it can be such a source of anxiety where we without even realizing it, like you talk about self-doubt being such an issue for you and when you share those videos the Rory stories and, and like you get all of this validation that in a way keeps you stuck on this cycle of this loop of determining your self-worth from outward influences which can be really like a slippery slope like back to gambling like you you winning is is validation or like I feel it like if a post does really well like you get that dopamine hit like you really do do you have to work hard to I guess have a solid sense of your own self-worth outside of all that like when you make your world smaller and you're just with your family and you're just in your house and you're going away and you've turned off your social media apps do you feel like you have come to a place now where you do value yourself more than you did back then yeah no yeah yeah it's a really good question and you're right there that's when I'll allow myself to kind of like like I'm not I'm not as I said I'm not really good at one for tapping myself on the back and I I don't think many successful people are to be honest which we're too afraid (laughs) Because a slap in the back is very close to a kick in the arse. Like, you know, <laughs> it's um, so for me, that's probably the only time. And around Christmas, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be a pure robot Grinch. Like I do, like around Christmas, I'd meet up with my friends. Well, obviously, COVID dependent, and I'd have a few points. And sometimes, like, I, I would allow myself to be like, Jesus Christ, you are doing well for yourself. But then I very, very quickly switch back then to, to, to the game, as I call it, like of getting, getting, you know, getting more work done. And, and like, for me, if anyone says, what's your biggest fear? Like my biggest fear is not fulfilling my potential. Like, you know, and I think it's, we all ourselves only know what we're capable of. And I talk, I spoke in that tour with Ray, with the resilient show about the vision that we all have for ourselves. What people need to understand is only we see that vision. Like, you know, your mom, your dad, your best friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your dog, your cat, like, like Santa Claus isn't going to see the vision you have. And, People need to understand that it is, it is really, um, it's you against you. Like, you know, you can't depend on anyone else to say, oh yeah, you're right. I can see that. Cause when I started Roller Stars, I did have a vision. I can't say I had a vision to be where I am now because it's mind blown when I think about it, but I, I had a vision. I was going to do well with this and I was going to be successful. And when stuff, stuff that your vision starts to manifest into your life, it really is, a, it's, it's my opinion, the most beautiful feeling in the world is when you vision something and, and it happens, it's like, oh my God. But what it does is it gives you that confidence to move forward to the next level. And, and whenever this self-doubt is kicking in, just take a moment and, and remember that this is how I felt before my last hurdle and I got over that hurdle, so I'm going to do it again. And so you're building upon it all the time. Yeah, you're building resilience for yourself. Like, you know, you're building up that kind of attitude where, listen, if this doesn't go right, that's grand because I'm just going to keep moving forward. And, and that's what I taught myself. I failed. Like, people just look at the positives, but they haven't seen the amount of shows I've done where no one showed up, no one laughed. Uh, done a book sign in one year where it was like me, my girlfriend and, and two others. And it was embarrassing sitting there for an hour. And, and you know, and, and all these things that people don't see, like, you know, and like Kevin Hart has a really great saying. He's like, everyone wants to be famous, but no one wants to put the work in. Like, and it's true. Like, you know, it's, 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 it's a grind. Like, and that's why I say to people is like, you know, if you want to, you know, chase your goals or what you've always wanted to do, just please start because understand we're all in this game of self-doubt and, imposter syndrome and, and we all hear that negative voice but we just learned not to dictate what we're going to do and that's I suppose what the, the show was about with Ray was was that kind of letting people 
just see that they're far more capable of what they allow themselves to be like you know it's just a matter of taking that first step into the unknown and taking a deep breath and just just really going for it you know yeah it's so true I just want to circle back a little bit to when you reached that point when you were gambling that you knew you knew you needed to stop I think for a lot of people listening who where addiction might be an issue I'm curious how was the anxiety when you imagined giving it up because it must have been such a source of something that you could do every day it gave you a sense of control even though you couldn't control the outcome was the anxiety about being like I need to let go of this worse than the reality yeah good question I suppose like with addiction like whether it be gambling or alcohol or drugs or whatever is your kind of um your slippery slope what I try again like and like I don't claim to be like qualified addiction counselor or mental health. I, I'm none of that. I'm just giving my own life experiences. Like, so for me, you, you have to want to do it more than anything. Like, like I've, I've so many good friends that are struggling with cocaine addiction or they're struggling with a gambling addiction. And they're like, Rory, what do we do? So listen, I can tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, you have to want to do it more than anything. And so for me, like, like I remember like losing money in my local bookies and coming home and punch genuinely punching myself in the face out pure and nights. But what happens is you sit down and all of a sudden you calm down and then your mind flips back to right. Sure. I'll definitely win my next bet. And then you're back in the game again and you gamble again. And it's no different than I said, alcohol or drug addiction. Like, you know, when you do take too much or you, 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 you drown yourself in it, it's all it takes a few days to get over that raginess in your mind. And then you're just back up on the horse again. So when it came to that time in the casino, when I'd lost pretty much all I had, and I was lying, I took a, I took a, a, a moment to realize that I've become this bad person. I have a one-year-old child who's at home in a rented house. We're nowhere near getting a mortgage and I'm meant to be her father and I'm, I'm a dirty gambler. And that's why the, the suicide was strong in my head because I just felt that I was one of these people that I never wanted to be like. And and that's why, you know, asking for help was more important to me. And when I when I met the, the counsellor, like I said to him, I was like, I want to give this up and I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And I'm very lucky that I found my Rory stories because my Rory stories now is my fix. So that whenever... I'm dipping or whatever. I, I right. Let's make a sketch here, or let's write a story, or let's like let's prepare some kind of project. So, with it with addiction, you have to have a substitute. You can't just say I'm stopping gambling, I'm stopping drinking, I'm stopping doing drugs, and then sit down and make a sandwich. Your mind is just gonna go back to the go back to that voice going. Oh well, I'm off to drink now a month. I'll have two points. Yeah. You might even have seven or eight points, and you wake up the next day going, Do "You know what? I've no hangover. I didn't make a show of myself last night. I'm actually I have the control of this." But then, bang! A few weeks later, you're back to yourself. Same with gambling. I'm off to gambling the last. You know, few few weeks or months, I'll just put a fiver bet on the golf here. What happens? The golfer wins, and then oh, I have gone gambling. So then all of a sudden, you're, you're back worse than ever. Same with cocaine. I only do cocaine, you know, at a wedding or on a big big night out. So I'll just it's my best friend's wedding. I'll have a couple of lines. Then oh, that was grand. Then the following week, Asher, I have control of this. Bang, you're back to where you were. So you have to decide yourself. You have to make a clear decision. Am I able to? to do this uh, yes or no and for me like I'd love I'd love to go like down to Chetland with my friends and, and back loads of horse and drink all day I'd love to do that it'd be I'd love nothing more but I realise that I can't stop there you know what I mean I just can't so so I just 
it's more important. Uh, my life is more important than an addiction. So I have to kind of sway in a different direction. Like, How did you feel like emotionally, physically, when like you were even a couple of weeks out of having gambled? Like, what was it transformative? Like, like the first few weeks are okay because you're still so raging with yourself over like what you've done, whether it be all the money you lost or the, 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 the show, you know, making the show yourself in the local pub, whatever. But it, it's when, when it passes and like you feel you're over it and then the little kind of ashram over now will have a little bet. So that's why you hit the nail in the head. Like for me, addictive personalities, like you, you, can't, you, can't, you can't get rid of that. And, and like Jerry said to me, but look at it as a positive, like some of the most successful people in the world are, are complete addicts. Like you look at Katie Taylor with boxing, like Katie Taylor has nothing to prove to anyone regarding her boxing, but she's still constantly going back for more because she's so addicted to, to being successful. And like Cristiano Ronaldo is no different. Like did Ronaldo need to go back to United to prove himself? No, he didn't. He's nothing to prove, but there he is again, you know, doing what he does best. And and that if you were to take Ronaldo or Katie Taylor's uh, personality towards their, their boxing or their football and put it into gambling or drinking, like, you know, did overdose and they'd lose everything they have. And that's why you have to substitute your addiction with something you're passionate about. And I was lucky to find the comedy. So, but listen, Karen, it's not ideal. Like there's days where I get absolutely freaked out because I can't come up with it with a sketch idea. And even though like, even though like, the million people are following you are not waiting. Oh, Rory has done a video in a week, but in my head, I'm like, no, I need to do something. And I might rush something and I'm not happy with it, but I'll post it anyway. And it gets a crap reaction and I'm raging with myself going, why did I do that? Because that's the addictive personality. So you're still struggling with the addictive personality, but it's a lot better making a video that bombs than going down the bookies and losing your wages. Like, do you know what I mean? So you have to, you have to accommodate, you know, meet it halfway. And that's why anyone yeah. who may struggle with addiction and has relapsed a few times is have it have a think what 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 do I enjoy doing what, what would I like to do it myself yeah. and, and start that and then whenever you you feel you're dipping get at that again whether it be learning how to play the guitar or starting to exercise or do something that you've always put off because you feel you weren't able to do it now's the time to do it. and like you know you'll surprise yourself that's what I do with Rory stories like I completely overwhelm myself with the success of it because I was willing to take the chance and do it you know you mentioned there about kind of raging with yourself and, and kicking yourself for having been in the situation you were in to begin with with the gambling and I always talk about self-compassion as like probably the most it sounds airy fairy but it's been the most important tool for me and like it, you know whether it's you with the gambling or, or me kind of being kind to myself for the fact that like I'm an anxious person I have an anxious response to things that other people might not have are you at a point where you've forgiven yourself for the things that you had to go through in the past yeah no I am like like I'm starting to get better at it um you know and, and if a negative if a negative voice does enter the mind like I I try to address it before it seeps in. So what I do is I do fictor faction. Like, so I'm like, right, this thought that's entered my head, is this a fact? Like, do I know that this person doesn't like me? Do I know that I pissed this person off? Not really. Well, then it's, 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 it's not a fact. It's a fiction. So get it out of your head. Like, so that's one thing that I, that I've learned, um, you know, over, over the last couple of years, mainly is, the negative thoughts is addressing them with fact or fiction because we are atrocious as human beings for a little tiny issue and making it a bonfire of negativity in our head. Like, and 
and it's trying to learn what works for you to stop that stop that fire burning in your head when it's only you know it's only a spark like we can often just sit on the couch and scroll through our social media and go deeper and deeper and deeper and all of a sudden we're in a world of anxious and negativity in our head and we we done that to ourselves like no one said it to us no one no one put us in that position by ourselves and our negative voice so it's trying to see what works for you whether when you feel yourself dipping is throwing the phone down just straight away getting the runners off go for a long walk and uh, you know look at the cinema listings go and watch a film and uh, ring someone just do whatever you have to do to kind of break that 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 line where where you're heading because but it's hard you know i'm not like i i do it myself like you know i feel myself dipping and i kind of want to dip even more and it's weird like it's kind of like you're 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 so used to being there from the past that you, you're kind of find comfort in the discomfort. Like that's, that's what you're familiar with. And that's where you feel like you recognize that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause like, like I was told I was like, like I was useless when I was nine or 10 years old in school. And I still have that voice living, like, like paying rent in my head at the minute. And it's a nightmare. Yeah. Like, and like, I suppose when I broke down on that show hell week, like, um, a lot of people seeing, you know, Rory O'Connor there, this big, strong fella, like showing emotions. But what is all I could see was a nine-year-old uh, boy uh, that was put outside the classroom that was um, questioning, like, why am I not good enough? And and that's why, you know, I believe that, you know, education from a young age is very important because I I, I have very close friends, and I'm sure people do uh, have that are listening that you know they know they're good people, but they ended up going down the wrong road, and they got into drugs and crime, and they might be in jail, or they might be struggling with addiction, or whatever it may be. And and I believe a lot of that comes to being told you're not good enough at a young age, and just believing you're not good enough because is all it takes is one influence in your life, maybe you know a, a teacher that just takes a little bit of a shine to you and that's why you know like if any teachers are listening i hope they realize how important their positivity is on not just students who are getting straight a's but the, the, the young lad down the back of the class who might be throwing crayons at them like they're just craving attention and they, they just need to be sat down and, and kind of get into their soul and see what what's bothering them and, and often there is a there is something in there that that they struggle with, whether it's something at home or something happened in the past. But I feel a lot of a lot of kids like you know just need a bit of help at a young age because they carry that baggage with them and they become alcoholics, they become drug 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 users, they become like you know involved in crime and all that. And a lot of it can be prevented from a young age. It's all it takes is a positive influence on their life. Like you mentioned there about Casey Taylor and Cristiano Ronaldo, like they've nothing to prove. Why are they still doing it? Do you feel like you still have to prove something to those teachers and those people when you were younger, saying that you weren't worthy or you weren't good enough? Do you do you feel like that's driving a lot of what you do? And do you feel like you've proven yourself just to yourself, which is all that matters? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it's 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 proven it's proven to yourself that you're good enough. Like obviously, you know there is the voice like trying to prove to people, but like no, listen. In the last few years, like um, I've uh, like writing my first book. What for me was the real kind of uh, I suppose closing the book on on the, the education like and and the teachers that didn't think I was good enough because like the fact that I'm dyslexic and I, I done LCA and I I wrote a best selling book for me was was massive and that was my driving force like when I, I used to get up at like four half four in the morning to write that book because I felt my mind was in a good headspace and 
And when the voice was telling me, what are you writing a book for? You can't even spell. I, what was driving me on was just, no, no, if I can write this, I've proved to myself I'm not stupid. Like, you know, I'm after writing a book, like, and I don't think anyone stupid can do that. And that ended up leading to, to three books, like, do you know what I mean? And, and um, so, so yeah, no, I, I, I'm not, I, I've accepted now that like, I am, I am going to what I do, but, but I still deal with the voice. Like when, the, when the, when the negative cloud comes, like which I can't prevent coming, that's when it's, it's difficult to see, see my positive or see my, see my success. You know what I mean? It's when I'm struggling, like that's when I struggle to see it. But when things are going well uh, and, and then I can take a moment and say, do you know what? You're doing all right, son. Like if I was 16 years of age and I got to have a conversation with myself, uh, the person I am now, like the 16 year old will be, will be pretty impressed. You know what I mean? So. Uh, Absolutely. You talk about just accepting that those waves are going to come. And I think for a lot of people listening, they struggle with when it comes to anxiety that like, it's not about getting rid of it. And I'm always saying this it's, for me, it was never about getting to a point where I never felt anxiety again. But like when you do feel it or you are in that place, when you do dip lower, it's how you speak to yourself in that moment or in those days that that's what matters. And, and if you can be kinder to yourself there and you can do a couple of things there that make life a little bit easier, then the low points get easier to tolerate. They could be, become fewer and farther between. So what would you say to someone now who's like, I don't want to get to a point where I feel bad again, like it's going to happen. And what do you say to yourself when you feel that coming on? Yeah, yeah, uh, brilliant point. Um, I suppose in a simple way of looking at it is like the stuff we say to ourselves, Caroline, we'd never say to anyone else. Like, you know what I mean? Like we'd, we'd yeah. never go up to another human being, like unless you really dislike them. But in general, you wouldn't go up to them and say the stuff to them that we say to ourselves. Like, so I think that's a really in, uh, uh, interesting way of looking at it is is just as you said be kinder to yourself so when you're saying you're not good enough you're stupid why like comparing yourself to other people why can't you why can you do that like we wouldn't go up and say that to our friend wouldn't we not so why would we say it to ourselves so just when you are having that hammering at your own mind just take a moment and say would I say this to my best friend if they felt like I felt no I wouldn't well then talk to yourself like you would speak to your best friend if they told you they felt like you do and, and then you're starting to work on yourself and you're starting to enlighten a little bit of a little bit of sunshine into your mind and just remind yourself, no, I, I am good enough and I am good at, uh, good, good at what I do. And, 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 and people do like me. I have friends and, 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 and that's it. But again, it's difficult. I know it is like it's, it's easier said than done, but even if you can just 5% improve the negative voice, like it's better than nothing, you know? Yeah. Well, I think they'll certainly take inspiration from your latest book and on all the other books. And I'm sure there's many books to come. Thank you so much, Rory, for sharing so much of your story with me here on the podcast and for just being really willing to be vulnerable. I think it's amazing and it's normalizing what is normal for so many of us. And it takes the fear out of these very normal human experiences. And I, I got a lot from chatting to you. So thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure, Carla. And I suppose anyone listening, the, the, the main message I'll leave you with is um, is that saying, be yourself because everyone else is taken. So, like, if you're not yourself, you're, you're generally going to be like someone else in the world. But if you're true to yourself and you're the person you're meant to be, you know, that, that for me, that's that's a start to being happy is just being who you're meant to be and, and being being kinder to yourself. So uh, I wish everyone the best of luck and, and hopefully they took something from the chat anyway. Thank you so much.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The easiest way to access Owning It Real Time is to head to the link in the episode description or episode details, whatever you call them, show notes. You will find the link in there at the top. You can sign up right away for Owning It Real Time and access the full library of 10 situation-specific audio guides that will help you own your anxiety even more than you've ever done before.